Hello Disruptors, welcome back. Did that sound a bit creepy? <laughs> no. Keep it in. I love it. Okay. We might get up, get some new fans as a result. But yeah, that, that kind of podcast. Welcome back to Faith Disrupted. Um, hope you're enjoying our series so far. Um, I think I'm really enjoying the way we're doing it. You, we're guys? awesome. I think we're great. <laughs> People will love it. Enjoying the process, not enjoying listening to us. <laughs> I like doing it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I agree. So we're up to. Um... I don't feel like I'm getting any um, more profound with each episode, but I, I'm enjoying wading through the, the complexity. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought I'd be like Imagine a genius by now. <laughs> We'll be so profound by the end of the year. Imagine. Okay. Yeah, we'll answer that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we're up to episode four, and we thought since we've talked around the um, the issue or the subject of doubt for a little bit, we'd um, maybe talk about some practical ways of or some helpful things to do when you've got doubts. Um, and, yeah, just talk about maybe how we've personally dealt with stuff or um, people that we've known things that have been helpful yeah great tips and tricks hey tips oh i like tips it and tricks episode mm. rolls off the Good tongue one. okay that'll be helpful pray do tell ladies how do i do that well <laughs> well i reckon this is a pretty good way of doing it maybe not in you know not necessarily, <laughs> public necessarily a, a public forum <laughs> but i think finding one or two mates who have um look I don't think it even has to be the same ideas. I don't think we always agree, mm. but I think people that are good sounding boards, I mean, we all know that we've got friends who potentially aren't good sounding boards. Um, so yeah, just choosing a couple of people that are really receptive mm. to um, new ideas and not judgy. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally not judgy. Not people who are going to send you articles telling you that, that say, <laughs> do not doubt. Trust. Yeah, that's right. Just that's true. <laughs> Trust Jesus. We all have those friends. Like they're great friends for other things, but not for that. <laughs> You've just lost half your friends, Shell. <laughs> Probably. I realized. I, like, I didn't say that. That was Ursh. What are you talking about? That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I think mm. being able to, for me personally, to be able to identify what some of the doubts are what some of the feelings are is really important, even just to drill down mm. um, because I find for me it's probably a personality thing, but it can all just become a big blur of everything's terrible. I hate everything. I don't like any of this stuff. Uh, yeah. I doubt everything and just trying to drill down, like what specifically is it? What am I, what am I struggling with? And um just kind of tease it out a bit and then yeah definitely like you're saying Tam chatting with other people about it who are not going to automatically jump to the place of you're losing your faith you're a heretic you're just a depressed manic depressive or something mm -hmm. but who I guess are the kind of people who are strong enough within themselves to be happy to wrestle with doubt without it being too confronting to them, I guess. And so I think I've had to mm. learn along the way who those people are. Mm. 
Ersham, it's interesting. I'm interested. Sorry, can I, I'm just wondering um, to what degree you find lighting candles to be useful in navigating <laughs> this season. Very useful. Very useful. Okay, Anything nice that brings way. peace is <laughs> a good thing. Thank you very yeah. much. Mm. How long do you do you stay in the bathroom just sitting there? <laughs> you know, I was thinking the other day that I need some candles at my workplace, but I just thought, oh, I'm doing <laughs> everyone. Right? Things are bridged are you, are you allowed? We don't allow candles because it sets Maybe off this, these I was thinking I could, like, alarms. nab a little travel candle in there. But, yeah, that would be the thing, wouldn't that? Smoke alarm. What about those, what are those fake carols by candlelight ones? Yeah, that would be <laughs> Wave it around. Yeah. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Anyway, Michelle. Yes. Um, Ursh did say something about personality just then. Oh, it's like a yeah. moth to the flame. I will talk about things. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering because I reckon how you attack this might have a lot to do with your personality type. I think so. And I think, yeah, like, there's obviously all different types of personalities, but I've been... <laughs> really? <laughs> Sorry. I meant... Different personality types that you can talk about. So Myers-Briggs, which we've talked about. Yeah, sure. Um, but I particularly in this am drawn to the Enneagram stuff. And I maybe mm. also because I've been listening to this fantastic um, podcast series where a guy from the States has actually written the song or is in the middle of writing a song for each of the numbers. And I have sent it to you guys. Mm. Have you both I love happened? it. I love yes. it. Yeah, I've listened to all of them. It hasn't done me yet, though. I know he just dropped the eight one yesterday, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm partway through. It's so good. So his ba- his his whole premise is to f- capture the redeemed, beautiful expression of each of the numbers, which is such a nice way to look at the enneagram compared to how it, apparently it's been done in the past and how it's often presented <laughs> initially. I think we all felt really mm-hmm. terrible about ourselves when we first mm-hmm. heard our yeah. number. So I really love that he wrestles with that, and I think. The, this doubt faith stuff really does um, sit in that Enneagram space around what is, you know, that deepest fear and that childhood pain and also, yeah, what what things you will naturally put around yourself to protect yourself. I think that does come into play a lot with how you then tackle the doubt experience. Mm. Does that make sense? So, yeah, so with the Enneagram insights, I, it does... Um, seen for me as a three achiever performer type who is probably more inclined to go keep doing stuff and do external stuff to kind of probably do a few different things so I'm more likely to go and chat to people or observe other people and how they navigate doubt or feel strengthened by their faith and kind of externalize my uh, doubt journey rather Mm. than light a candle and work through my emotions around what doubt do I really have? Like, I'm sounding really wanky there, but, you know, so really the opposite to what you're doing, Ursh, um, in a way. So whereas as a nine peacemaker, reflective type, that makes a lot of sense, plus layer mm. that with the, um, say, a Myers-Briggs lens, extrovert versus introvert, I think plays into it as yes. well. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I think a lot too. has to do with it. And I think uh, even in, I mean, in, in, in exploring faith, 
but also I think exploring doubt, understand, having a good understanding of what a healthy version of yourself is and what you've been created mm. to be, mm. I think can only help the process. Not saying it will solve it and squash all doubts for all time or anything like that, but I just think in terms of knowing, for me, what is the healthiest way for me to process uh, doubts and anything in life is to stop and be contemplative, right? So do the opposite yeah. of what I actually feel like doing. But that is going to be the deeper, more profound See? journey. Light your candle, my friend. <laughs> I need to light a candle. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. But then Whereas I need Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say being a nine, do you find that that peacemaker in you doesn't want to rock the boat? Mm. Exactly, and that's what I need to do. Yeah. So if sure. I'm finding myself potentially in situations where I'm just going along with something that I disagree with, yeah. violently on the inside I need to speak up about it um, and also like to walk it out kind of thing yeah. <laughs> it's really helpful like for me to be in my body and to be present in the moment with people and not just inside my head is how I get to my healthy space um, oh. yeah so that introvert side of me I'm much more likely to be processing in my head disagreeing in my head <laughs> getting angsty inside my body but to get all of that out is important and yeah so I think I guess we can all hear like different messages and respond differently to it like you know that feeling of um, hearing thoughts like well you shouldn't share that doubt with people is not helpful for me because I'm already not likely to yeah so mm. to break beyond that is a good thing so yeah okay I think I'm in a good place that's good and what about you Tam because I'm because you kind of enjoy the doubt from what I heard you say in the previous episodes it sparks something in you so how do you actually work through that in a healthy yeah, way I guess it's a case of not trying to know all the things especially I mean obviously when you come to doubt you're not going to know all the things that's the whole point yeah. so mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not getting so caught up in, you know, finding out everything there is to know and just being happy to sit with uncertainty and the moving on from it. Mm. Like not just getting stuck in the uncertainty, but moving on from it as well. Otherwise, I, I feel like I could and I often do get stuck in that uncertainty place for a really long time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm. I think one of the things that I do find is helpful though, um, perhaps regardless of personality and maybe this word I'm going to use is not the right word, but learning to be okay in the sitting in it. So yeah. mm. the sitting is the word that I go, well, maybe that's not the right word, but to be in the midst of doubt and not to start to freak out. Yeah. To yeah. just go, actually, this is the normal part of life. And yeah. this is part of the journey and it's okay to run your own race and it's okay if other people don't feel the same and doubt is normal. And in fact, you know, all people of great faith through time have had doubts. Like, you know, there's different writings from Mother Teresa and C.S. Lewis and Calvin who all would be thought of as you and know, the Christian. Psalms. Yeah, and the Psalms, yeah. yeah and, yeah. you know, the disciples in the Bible, like, you know, that yeah. great story about John being imprisoned, sending the message back to Jesus, being like, are you the Messiah or not? 
and so it's it's really normal and I was thinking about that and I think it's because you know like we've talked about faith and doubt being like the same side of the different side of the same coin or whatever and it's because to I think to have faith you have to keep letting go and you have to keep growing to go to new levels I don't mean like new levels like I am the grand master of faith and you are the surf I mean like just new spaces in your faith and in your journey with spirituality and God so to do that you have to grow um and that's the same like that's that's why you would have doubts because otherwise if you knew everything you wouldn't be growing Mm. you'd just stay in the same spot does that make sense Mm. yeah absolutely um I was thinking about it as in terms of being a teacher they I don't know if you guys have come across this um but it's the big thing in teaching at the moment is all about growth mindset yes um same which, in coaching and leadership development ah uh-huh. uh, yeah and neuroplasticity <laughs> and all of that kind of medical yep. stuff I'm sure as well so yeah it's um Carol Dweck is the yes. lady who kind of forged a lot of the science behind it but just um some of that I think is really helpful because she kind of pits against fixed mindset and growth mindset and so I think if being a person of faith knowing that you have to go through doubt means therefore that you know like if you're growing you're going to go through doubt it's then it's it is how we approach it and so some of the things like in growth mindset are about um, it's all about kind of how you think about it how you think about challenges how you think about setbacks how you learn from different situations and it's interesting that you know if you have that growth mindset it gives you a sense of free will rather than everything's determined and fixed um and so I kind of think like that's meant to be part of the Christian faith too is like that sense of freedom and free will and yeah I don't know so I think there's specific questions you can ask in that space like instead of always going to the place of this is no good that I'm feeling doubt or that this particular belief is no good it's kind of going to the place of well what's missing like what can I add to it what can I take away from what's kind of missing from what's there Um, and instead of just going well this is all too hard I'm just giving up on my faith kind of being like well this is going to take time to work through this is going to take Mm. time to work out but I can work it out and and learning from others going well so and so has done it or this preacher or pastor or podcaster or friend of mine has gone through a similar situation I'll learn from them rather than Mm. giving up and that's yeah some of the things that I equate with that kind of growth mindset yes um yeah the power of yet I don't know this yet. I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of a classic um, principle, yeah, that we teach in our uh, work as well is around, yeah, sort of not letting problems and issues that pop up totally derail you from moving forward. Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot about, like, being able to, um, yeah, accept whatever problems are coming along and issues and challenges that you might face. So doubt comes in for whatever reason. It's not that you ignore it and pretend it's not happening you actually by acknowledging it can then work with it and find ways forward by believing what to is you can hold on to as truth or what you can um, cling to as a process <laughs> to move forward 
and I think it is trying to move on from that victim mentality where uh, you just say, well, everything's being thrown at me rather than, as you say, choosing to move forward and to see, I think we're in the most amazing era in that we have access to so many podcasts, mm. books, movies, um, blogs, etc., etc. let alone people we actually know, <laughs> but the greatest mm. thinkers wrestling through this stuff and helping us do that well. I mean, I can't imagine even doing this 15, 20 years ago in quite the same way. What mm. a gift. Like I was looking at that um, Science Mike guy that does the um, liturgist podcast and he's got this whole thing, it's from a few years ago, um, about his whole being an atheist and finding and following Jesus while accepting science, the doubt series he's got. He's like, hundreds of thousands of people have read this series, so please know you are not alone. And he's wow. got like dozen, a dozen or two dozen posts all around a whole range of different topics. And we can access that for free and explore. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that he has all the answers at all, but what an option, right, to to spark a different perspective on things than perhaps you would have got in your church that you've been going to your whole life or mm. that little community of people um, that you're with. It's not saying you walk away from them, but you can add layers to that mm. when you need and as you need. I am interested in too. Though, I was just going to say, um, like when you're saying, show you don't have to walk away, which I totally agree with. And I think that's one of the big things we're trying to say is you definitely you don't have to abandon your faith or your people or your whatever. Um, but I wonder too about the question of when do you know it is time? Like when do you know it's yeah. time to let go or that you no longer can be in the same space with these people mm. or beliefs or... Um, Actually, that was exactly what I was going to say, Ursh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. reading your mind. Great minds. <laughs> Oh, and I just found that getting, I got to a certain point where I had to, I, I just couldn't go to church and I couldn't open the Bible because everything made me just angry, frustrated. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was, yeah, I don't know what it was, but, and I, I can still feel like that at mm. church sometimes. Um, and I guess everyone does at some stage or another. You're not going to agree with everything all the time, but yeah, I found I did have to just have a break. Mm. just step, step away and I suppose get things a little bit straighter in my head before I could be mm. confident with that dissonance mm. going back and just be comfortable with not yeah not yeah. always agreeing yeah yeah good point particularly yeah, if you've that's... yeah you've grown up with the sense that we need to agree with everything and there's a right and wrong yeah that's really true it is yeah it's possible to stay in that space and not agree with anything or move on as you're saying like Ursh, i'm particularly interested in your view on that because you've actually done that which is such a ballsy move really yeah i think um yeah i think you get to a point i don't, I don't think there is a one one size fits all answer so i think like tam's thing of saying i needed some time out to i guess be at a point where I know what I believe and I feel and I feel comfortable with not agreeing with everything and therefore I can go back into the same space or whether you go there's a point where this is it feels so detrimental to my 
mental health or my spiritual mm-hmm. growth or whatever that to stay in this place would be like death and I think we have to be okay to listen to our hearts in that too but then in that it, it, I don't know kind of have a game plan as well like mm. okay so I'm giving up this tribe of people how can I create or find the community I need because for a long like over a long term it's probably not going to be good for me just to be on my own in this as yeah. well so because I think we do need people we need one another that's how we're built um but I also think I mean my kind of personality and I think maybe a lot of church people because we're very used to being told by leaders what to do and to acquiesce in in an institutional kind of way um I think for me I would say I stay too long in something I'm Mm -hmm. much more likely to stay and try and work something out you know potentially to the detriment of myself um than I am just to go stuff it I'm out of here but that's a different personality type too so yeah but do you think think having been through your own season for this period and Mm. eventually leaving is that okay to say but like would you do it differently if I don't know for whatever reason that was to happen oh definitely yes and I think I've come out going these are the core values and I will not let myself be treated Mm. or like that again or to be silenced on this view that I believe again because yeah and so in that way again like it's a positive isn't it because it's all growth it's all learning it's yes. all solidifying okay what is what are the non-negotiables are there non-negotiables um mm. what does that look like having said that at the same time because i'm n- never one to be a quick lever i think having the space and time to work through the process of yeah this is not working for me i'm going to need to make an exit here actually made it not as Um, tumultuous as it could have been I didn't Mm -hmm. feel devastated or like I'd lost everything because I was really ready to get out and because I'd kind of processed disappointment and pain and what I believed along the way so I didn't feel like I just had jumped ship and then I was in a dearth of everything I just I felt like it was no this is good timing so you know you do the best you can do in the moment but I did certainly come away with it going, yeah, this is what I won't put up with. Mm. And it is it is interesting when you layer it with being that being your job and vocation at the same time. Mm. Like that was what I guess you would have experienced and what that little podcast was that we have referenced a couple of times around the science mic thing. Mm. Um, I imagine so much more complicated. You can't, yeah, it's harder to probably leave in a big burst if yes it's your and livelihood that's true <laughs> tied to it that's true although some people still do though don't they so it's possible mm. yeah absolutely but yeah there are a lot of yes there's more people I guess then that look up to you and are listening to what you're saying rightly or wrongly and so yeah again then who you say things to what you say yes what about if your partner's not at the same point in a faith journey? How do you navigate that? What are any tips and tricks that you've observed in others, friends? 
You know, often for, for me, I mean, my husband and I are extremely different, but um, more and more I just think it's the ability to let go and to be like, cool, you can have your opinion, I'll have my opinion, your opinion doesn't need to be my opinion. Would I prefer yeah. it was? Yes, I probably would, but it's letting go, isn't it? Mm. Mm. It's such a personal journey. You can't. You just cannot force anyone to travel the same road with you. No. No. That is true. Mm. Except your besties. Can... Your best girlfriends seem yeah. to be all right. <laughs> yeah. But even then, it's different. No, like, I'm sure true. we don't. We might seem to agree a lot, but... No, I know. We're not in exactly the same place, and I'm sure there's things we don't agree on, and I'm sure some of those things will come up this year as we talk about different stuff. So mm. you can't expect to ever be in agreement perfectly with any one person, and if you expect that, I think you're always going to be disappointed. So, But, yeah, isn't it more true. about, though, and I would say whether it's with your partner or a friend or someone you've just met, mm. it's more about how you have the conversation and whether that is yeah. that respect and well, like we've talked about oh. off and on over the time and around dignity, like just yeah. keep it mm. dignified. That's right. And I mean, yeah, look, I wouldn't say that my husband and I have the exact same views all the time, but I love that. Yeah. We can have a robust conversation around it and we're both open to hearing a different perspective and maybe shifting mm. on it. I think if you can, yeah, if you can come to your dad experience with an openness either way, I, I think mm. that's good. But then there will come a time where, yeah, you have to just go, that is a value set that is now yeah. established through this mm. experience. And now I know more. And your values do change over time, right? I think they do as you have yeah. new experiences and different perspectives. And, yeah, once you know that to be true, you just you trust your gut so much more the mm. next time around. What's one, like, if you had to pick one massive tip for someone who says yeah I'm starting on this doubt journey what would you guys recommend I think I would just say um, you don't have to let fear drive the process like there's actually the joy of discovery and there are so mm. many great voices out there and yeah personally I've found you know Richard Raw to be super helpful I've found just listening to a lot of great spiritual thinkers to be really helpful um hmm. yeah it's a good question i think i think you have to prepare yourself to feel quite lonely for a while hmm. um like it's not gonna last forever but i think if you have if you just know that you're gonna feel a little bit stuck in the wilderness for a bit hmm. um but know that you'll probably find someone out there <laughs> sooner hmm. or later um and then you won't be lonely anymore. Um, but just to, yeah, be prepared for it to be... It's hard work. Mm. And it feels... Yeah, for a while you feel a little bit lost in the dark, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, doesn't Glennon Doyle say that life is hard work for those that are doing it right? Mm. That mm. It's, um, it's not a flaw, it's a feature. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But you, Shell, what would be your tip? Oh... It's a tough question that I asked and then let you guys answer. <laughs> I did not think of the And I was hoping answer. you would forget that I did not answer such a question. Um, 
Look, I think both both of what you said is true. I, look, I'm finding um, I I think if there is a way, I agree with the loneliness thing and the reaching out to amazing wise both of those things. But I think as soon as you could find a person who is safe to explore, mm. I think that's would be amazing. It doesn't even have to be face to face all the time. But um, again, that could just be my external. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. tendencies coming out but I think yeah that place to kind of explore and, and ask and um, develop new ways of thinking is done well when you're not yeah trying the hard slog completely on your own in light of the fact that as we say we've no, there's no question that we can ask that has not been asked mm. through the ages so taking the heat out of it in a way like taking it out of the darkness I reckon that's probably what I'm really trying to say here there's something about when you hold it all yourself that it can feel so heavy and like you're the only mm. one in the world and you everything's going to fall apart if you go there whereas I think mm. just by starting to have some open conversations with even one person starts to I think help you realize that it's it's actually it actually could be a good thing yeah that's good and I'd always recommend just reading Brene Brown, <laughs> sort of like the Glennon Doyle stuff around, but I think that whole messy middle thing that she speaks of could yeah. apply really well in the doubt space that yeah. you need to go through what they say that she talks about the three acts in a story. Mm. Um, I think we've talked about it before, the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell stuff, but here, you know, act one, we all know we're very clear. This is what we believe and this is the way the world works and then the act two is just super messy when things start to pull the string and it's not making sense anymore and mm. everything you've used to try no longer works and then it's through that refining piece and if you really engage with that uncertainty and messiness that you could come out the other side as a different person but a more whole um yeah more beautiful person i guess in act three mm sort of like Toy Story and pretty much every Disney film known to mankind Never. kind of follows that. Yeah, yeah I like good. that because it makes me feel good about this messy bit in the middle <laughs> rather mm. than overwhelmed by it. Yeah, totally. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> yeah! Perfect ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved in the Book of Mormon the song Turn It Off. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Like flick. Basically, they're saying every time you kind of get a little bit of doubt, um, you just yeah. flick the switch and turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> so you start to get confused because of the thoughts in your head. Don't feel those feelings. Hold them in instead. Turn it off like a light switch. Just go click. It's a cool little Mormon trick. We do it all the time. When you're feeling certain feelings that don't just seem right, treat those pesky feelings like a reading light and turn them off. <laughs> So maybe if we could play that song as a segue out, that's my biggest Don't, tip of all. I think you, you have to sing it, Shell, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, we can't use it for copyright oh, reasons. Oh, come on. Surely we could steal a few lines. Okay. Beautiful. All right. Good to chat, ladies. Ciao. That's a wrap. Bye. Bye.